This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. out of your mouth is lies, deceit. You can destroy lives. How many children have been destroyed by lies? Relationships have been destroyed because of lies. Whether it's a marriage or whatever is a brother and sister in Christ or in churches, it's because of lies. It destroys. It what comes out of the person's mouth that Jesus said makes that person unclean. So eat all the bacon you want. It's what comes out of your mouth. What comes out of our mouths has immense power to do good or to do great destruction. It's all up to us and what we allow in and what we allow out. In today's message, Pastor Eddie will warn you about the weight and power that our tongues carry. We have the power to speak God's truth and be a light, and we have the power to speak lies and turn people away from their eternal salvation. What we say and how we say things is so important. Well. Let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of James chapter 3 as he continues his message, Taming the Tongue. The word Gehenna, that word Gehenna in the New Testament is mentioned 12 times in the New Testament. One time here in James chapter 3, verse 6, just one time here, the other 11, guess who spoke of this word? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. James mentioned it once, his little bro, and Jesus 11 times. And so this is the Gehenna. That's where it comes from. And so the fire of the tongue is consistently fed by the fires of flame. And, and what could prevent that? And James is talking to the church. He said, my brethren, okay? Don't think, okay, no, that's for people who are not saved. No, he's talking about the church. Because this is where it happened. It happened almost 2,000 years ago. It's happening today. And how do we, how do we stop? You get people to keep talking, gossip, all these things. You know, James is going to deal with that later on. But reality is, you know, we start thinking, oh, gossip, that's a sin. Slander, slandering. And the word, Greek word, go look it up. The word slander in the Greek is diabolos, which we get the word, it's the same word, the same word for devil, diablo. It's the same word, diabolos, diablo, slanderer. So slandering is of the devil. The same Greek word that identifies sl- a slanderer and devil is diablo. Di- and it's, uh, well, it's diablo in Spanish because I'm used to that, but is <laughs> diabolos, Okay. How do we prevent this? He's talking to Christian now. Well, I say the more and more we use our tongue for golly things, the less likely we'll use it as a flame of fire. The more and more we use the tongue in reading the word of God, and I would say read it out loud just so you can memorize it for yourself. I read out loud a lot. Not only here, but at home. And I just read out, I just want to get the feel of it. The more, you, the more and more we read, we use the tongue to read the word. The more and more we use the tongue to pray to the Lord. 
The more and more we use the tongue to worship the Lord in psalms and hymns, the more and more we use the tongue to bless God and to bless others, the less likely you would have uh, any fire from hell trying to control your tongue. It's important. The more we're in Christ, the more we become like Christ. I want to be like Christ in every way possible. And I, I want to use my tongue to honor and glorify him, and I want to use my tongue to bless others. Now, verses 3 to 6, as controlling the tongue. Now in verses 7 to 12, the destructiveness of, son, of the tongue, and we saw some of that. But let's look at verse 7. He said, for every kind of beast, every kind, every kind of beast and bird or reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. Everyone with the exception of mosquitoes. Why did that mosquito go into the ark? <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy my day the other day. It's mosquitoes anyway. But yeah, we can just zap them, you know. But anyhow, we can tame almost everything. Mankind, you go to circus, you go to zoo, and, and what you have there, lions, tigers, and bears. Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. Some of you laugh, you know, you gave up your age. How many of you say, okay, forget it. <laughs> Nine tigers and bears. And then you go to SeaWorld, right? And you see these big orca whales, the beluga whales. Like they're, man, they're, they're trained. Especially the, the orca whale, they have the trainer just hold these little fish. That whale could swallow them all up. <laughs> A little fish. But it's amazing. We can train something big, huge, massive like that. Elephants. We can control it. But look at verse 8. Here's where he turns around. But no man can tame the tongue. No man can tame the tongue. Question, who can tame the tongue? No man. No man. Not you, not me, people before us, people after us, until the Lord comes. No one can tame the tongue because, again, the problem is deeper. The problem is deeper. It's here. It's here. It's here. We can't tame the, t the tongue, you know, and when we don't, we don't put it in check, you know, put on the mind of Christ, you know, take, you know pray that God and the Holy, Holy Spirit strips away those things that offend God, that is not of God. And when we get that removed from us, we're able to use the tongue that will honor and glorify him. No, no one can tame the tongue, but we have help. We have the Holy Spirit, don't we? He wants us to do what's right. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, Paul writes this, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. It comes from the Lord. When you get into that point where you say, yeah, I just can't hold my tongue, guess what? You know, we have help from the Lord. There is no greater. Judy gave a, a study with the ladies, Psalm 23. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. I have no wants. I have no needs. I love the other psalm. This is one of my favorites. Psalm 121, verses 1 to 2. I will lift my eyes to the hill, for whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, who has made heaven and earth. He can make heaven and earth, and he created you. And his Holy Spirit's in you. Would you think that he would help you in this area, this issue of, a, of the tongue? I'll come, I'll help comes from the creator of the universe. Verse 8, but no man can tame the tongue it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. That's what is deadly poison, is really evil, unruly evil. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it 
will eat its fruits. What does it mean? So you got one that's a depth of life who has using a tongue and is dangerous, but you got people who love it. People who love gossip. Gossip. Talking about other people. And you may say, well, I didn't gossip. They told me. Well, you allowed it. You're part of it. They wouldn't have gossiped if you wouldn't listen. So don't think because you didn't gossip and you didn't say a word about somebody, but someone said a word about you, don't think you're in the clear. You're entertained it. You benefit, you're trying to get the fruits of that. And we need to be careful. When somebody starts talking about somebody, listen, oh, I love you, brother, but I don't, want, I don't want to know. Anything I need to know about that person, I'll find out for myself. I'll find out for myself. Even if I get burned, don't warn me, you know. I'd rather, you know, I get burned than be part of gossip. And gossip happens a lot. And it happened in James. That's why the word of God is filled with all this stuff. To be careful with the tongue, slandering and gossip. Because it's in the church. More so in the church. Because like, you know, it's a lot of people. It's addressing. James is addressing the Christians. We need to be careful. I tell you something. You may, you've probably been through this. I know I've been scarred with it. Many years and still have. <laughs> but hey, I don't take it personal. You know, probably 90% of the things they say is true. Just kidding. Maybe not. <laughs> just, I don't care. You know, especially your pastor, your leader, you're going you're to get people talking about you. <laughs> you're the most loved or the most hated. You know, <laughs> and it's going to happen. But don't entertain that. Romans chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues, they have practiced deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips. Psalms 58, verse 4, their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf cobra that stops its ear. Psalms 140, verse 3, they sharpen their tongues like a serpent. The poison of asp is under their lips. So we see this is all over, and I could give you more, but time would not allow. But you get the idea. The tongue is evil, and it's like poison. It comes out of the mouth. It destroys people. Our words can bring death to relationships, to ministry, and even bring down people. You'd be surprised. You know, it's the word. You know, the, the, it's what comes out of the mouth. You remember when the disciples were eating, and, and they were eating food? They didn't wash their hands, like, exactly by the law. And so the Pharisees are telling Jesus, you know, why are they eating with dirty hands? Didn't they wash their hands, do this, and face the east, and do this, and, you know, this here when you wash your hands, you know? And Jesus said, it's not what goes in a man that makes him unclean. It's not what goes in a man that devours a man, what comes out of his mouth. And so worry about the, the, the food, the dietary laws, and what goes in your mouth, but meanwhile, what comes out is more dangerous. God created you with a great digestive system. Once, whatever goes in your mouth, whatever it is, you're in the dietary laws, kosher, non-kosher, well, I don't want to eat pork. Well, give it to me. I'll eat it. <laughs> and you worry about, you know, you have a digestive system. God, it takes care of itself. So it's not what goes in that makes you unclean. So people get so caught up with these foods. And, you know, you want to do it to take care of yourself. That's great. That's good. But don't make it a religion. But it's what comes out of your mouth. What comes out of your mouth is lies, deceit can destroy lives. How many children have been destroyed by lies? Relationships have been destroyed because of lies. 
whether it's a marriage or whatever is a brother and sister in Christ or in churches, it's because of lies. It destroys. It what comes out of the person's mouth that Jesus said makes that person unclean. So eat all the bacon you want. It's what comes out of your mouth. But as Christians, we are to speak with grace. We are to be known to people that speak with grace, with love, compassion. Paul writes to the church in Colossae, Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. He says, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. In other words, it's got to have flavor. Oh, man, what you said, man, that's great. You know, you know tastes good. It's not going to say tastes good, but man, that's great. Can I hear some more? Yes. Grace. What's grace? Unmerited favor. So you're giving, you're giving them something, you're speaking to them that they, you know, in a way that they don't, they don't deserve, but you give it to them anyway because you love them. Because you're, you're a child of God. What comes out of your mouth should be grace. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification and that it may impart grace to the hearers. Again, we're to speak grace. We should be Christians to know that we know how to talk, how to love people, encourage people, and say good things. Good things. Verses 9 and 10, he goes on to say, guarding the tongue, with it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. And that little sentence there at the end of verse 10, my brethren, these things ought not to be so, is really a rebuke. Is not to be so. And he's talking to Christians, my brethren. To use the tongue to bless God, to pray to God, to worship God, as we did, we worship God. Hopefully, that you began to worship God with your tongue, and from here on end, you won't use your tongue to curse people. We're not just using and saying a curse word, but say things that you shouldn't say. How can we worship God with the same tongue, and with that tongue, curse other people or speak bad to other people? That's the point he's trying to bring here. We need to be careful with the tongue. Curse people who created in the similitude of God? James asserts that it is logically inconsistent to curse humanity, curse men who is creating the image of God while blessing God, while blessing the one whose image they have. We all are created in the image of God. And so that's another reason why we ought not to curse anyone or speak negative to anyone. And though man is badly marred by sin, regardless of whether they believe in Jesus Christ, they're an atheist, or even they curse God. That's that between them and God. But you pray for them, and you, you still be a Christian to that person. And so we can't, you know, you know, worship God here and start reading the Bible out loud and encouraging the brother and sister in Christ, and meanwhile, we're cursing others. And to prove that point, in verses 11 and 12, James is going to give us a few illustrations going to be three. In verse 11, he says, does a spring set forth fresh water and bitter water from the same opening? We know the answer is no. You either get fresh water or bitter water. 
The reality is, the reality is, even if you take fresh water and bitter water and put them together, it's going to come out bitter. It's going to ta- it's going to contaminate the fresh water. So mixing the contrary speech of blessing and curse will only produce negative results. And so the tongue must be controlled. As a believer in Christ, we must control the tongue. Use it to bless God and others, and, and, and don't use it for anything else. Now, the other two illustrations in verse 12, there's two of them. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives? Answer is no. Or a grapevine bear figs? The answer is no. Thus, in the same way, and it's just illustrated, spring yields both No spring yields both salt water and fresh. And so just as it is against the trees, the nature of the tree to produce two kinds of fruit, you go to an apple tree, it's only going to be apples. It can't produce oranges. In the same way, so too the the, the tongue of a believer in Christ. It can't have to. It can only, it should only bless God and bless others. You can't curse, you can't bless God and can curse others at the same time. Now, when I say you can't, you know, you might be able to do it, but the reality is it should not be so. As James says, it's a rebuke. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. And that is the Christian. That is the mouth and the tongue of the Christian. We know that the most dangerous part of our body is the tongue. And you can spend months on all the passages in scriptures that has to deal with what we say. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees. You, you know, you're, 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 you're of the father, the devil. He's been a liar from the beginning. On and on. You go to the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, right? Who lied? The serpent. And then from there on, that's where it all comes on. We, we, we just by nature will lie. We'll use the tongue in a way that is not holy to God. Jesus said, I'll leave you with these two verses. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. His mouth speaks. Matthew chapter 13, verse 36, Jesus say, I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. That's how important your words are. You may think that you just let it out. Okay, it's done. No. You're going to answer to the Lord one day for those words. And you keep on saying, you know, a story of a woman who was a town gossiper. She'd been to the minister in the town several times for her problem. And she finally went the third time. And she went to the minister and said, listen, I have a problem with gossiping and I just destroyed a family uh, you know, because of my gossip. What must I do? And the minister already gave her counsel twice before. And so he told her to do something. He said, I want you to do this. I want you to get a bird, a fowl bird. Take this bird, turkey, whatever it is, Go up in the top of the hill of the, of the village, and on your way down with the bird, as you walk down the hill, as the wind is blowing, I want you to take the bird and pluck its feathers out as you make your way down to the village. 
And so she did that. She went up to the top of the hill and started plucking out the feathers, plucking out the feathers as she makes her way down. The feathers are flying all over the place. She goes to him with a bird without feathers. The minister, she goes now to the minister and says, Minister, here it is. I've done what you told me. Good. I want you to go back and get every feather that you plucked out of that bird. It's impossible to get every feather. The wind has blown it, blown it here to and fro. And that's how words are. Once it's out of the mouth, it's in the ear. And we need to be careful. James is serious about this. God is serious about it. And this is only 12, uh, 13 verses of chapter 3. We go on and we're going to continue on. Continue on. You're going to, we're going to, James is going to touch on it again. But you find in the gospel, Paul talks about this. It's throughout the scriptures. And so we need to be careful as a matter of fact, let, let, let us pray because I think everybody has a problem because no man can tame the tongue. No man. I'm going to bow ahead. You're one of those that you just can't. You, you may not be, you know. You need to be honest with yourself. You can't fool God. <laughs> but nobody's listening to your prayers, only God. So we bow our heads. Let us just repent. Lord, I, I want to use my tongue to honor and glorify you. I want to use my tongue not to brag or boast about me. I want to use my tongue to... Talk about you, Lord Jesus. I want to use my tongue to bring division, to slander anyone, to talk about anyone. But Lord, I want to use my tongue to glorify you. Heavenly Father, we, we bow heads, Lord. There's an issue that probably many are not addressing according to your word. There's probably a passage that we have passed over many, many times, but never put thought to it. And Lord, we're convicted because it's your word. We want to honor you with our lips, Lord. And at the same time, we want to use these lips, Lord, and, and the tongue, Lord. We want to bless our brothers and bless those who we don't know. May we be known as your servants, ambassadors of Jesus Christ. May we be known as those that speak gracefully to all that we come in contact with, Lord. Lord, forgive us of our sins, Lord. Help us, Lord. We need your Holy Spirit. We know we can't do it on our own. It's impossible, but Lord, we just pray that we know there's a deeper issue with the heart. Lord, please, Lord, remove these feelings in our hearts, the thoughts in our minds that produces these things, Lord, because we know this comes from hell. It doesn't come from you. We are your children. We want to be speaking truth, love, compassion, salvation, bring healing through your word, through our words. And Lord, forgive us, Lord, and we pray from here on in, Lord, that we would honor you with our lips, with our tongue. We bless your name. Amen. Aren't you glad you decided to join us today on Running the Race? We've learned some great truths about authentic and passionate confidence in God that transcends all the ugly sin in this world and our own selves. We pray that God's Word has touched your heart today and motivated you to continue in the good fight of faith. Running the Race is a radio ministry out of Calvary Chapel of Milford. If you're in the New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania area, Jessica has an invitation for you. We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel of Milford. We're conveniently located off Interstate 84 and Route 6. For service times and all the information you need, visit runningtheraceradio.com and click on the Back to Homepage button. 
While you're there, you can listen to this teaching again or explore more messages from Pastor Eddie. Again, that website is runningtheraceradio.com. Thanks, Jessica. Head over to runningtheraceradio.com to learn more about the church and hear more messages. Would you prayerfully consider donating to this ministry with your finances? Your giving of any size is appreciated more than we can say. If you're able and the Lord is leading you, you'll find a Give tab on our homepage, runningtheraceradio.com. As we're working hard to put the message of Jesus into as many ears as we can, we acknowledge that we can't do it alone. So please pray for open hearts to receive Jesus. Pastor Eddie has more to share with you, so make sure to come back again for more here on Running the Race.